Hello, New Beginnings, church family and friends. I will start off by saying that we miss you very much. I know this looks different and it feels different. However, we cannot get distracted by these changes. In fact, we need to be prayerful that God will use it for some great outcomes. One good thing that is happening is that God is moving pastors and churches to come together and unite in our message. We normally follow the lectionary, but today's message will be an exception because we must acknowledge where we are today. And so the message, the material that we're going to be using today, it was material that was put together and that other pastors are preaching in their churches throughout the country. So this morning, instead of sharing just three um, life application points, I'm going to share six points that are relevant to what we are dealing with today. My sermon title is, and I will hear heal their land. I encourage you to take some notes, get your Bibles, because these practical applications will be life-changing and life-saving. Pray with me. Most living and loving God, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for our faith, God, that is uh, what's um, helping us, God, as we navigate through this uh, difficult time. We thank you for your word, God, that is what helps us, God, and, and empowers us to be able to see beyond this pandemic. And we thank you, God, for our faith, God, that is what um, sustains us as we go through these difficult times. I invite you, Holy Spirit, to move freely in this place. I ask that you ordain my words, God, and that everything that I say today be to edify this body and glorify your holy name. We pray this in your Son's most powerful name. Amen. Amen. So the first life application point that I want to talk about today is that we must be prayerful and not anxious. Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This is important because I think as we go through our usual routines, even prayer can become a routine for us. And I think we've got to be careful because um, we can also just go right through this message and, and hear these words, go right through the scripture, uh, hear these words, and, and, and not understand the impact of these words. See, it tells us not just to be prayerful so that we can just kind of be able to go about our day. The promise for us through this scripture is that he will give us peace, the peace of God that transcends all understanding. And you know, with all that we're going through today, um, if it hasn't elevated our prayer time, if it hasn't elevated our, our ability to be intentional about our prayer, then I'm not sure what will. Because these are um, difficult times. And, and, and right now, our prayer needs to be so intentional about being able to go beyond this pandemic and be able to go beyond these anxieties. But we also need to understand that there is a promise there for us because when we become so intentional about it, it can start feeling heavy. And, and we can start um, feeling a little anxious. 
But the scripture tells us that his grace is not going to send us farther than he can protect us. So the promise today is that if we remain prayerful, that the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And we need to be able to be guarded. We need to be able to be at peace because we have to help those around us that are dealing with these anxieties right now that do not have our faith to hold on to, that do not have the, the hope that we have in Christ. Life application point number two is we must be clean and not unclean. You know, I would not be a good pastor if I didn't take the opportunity of everything that we're hearing right now about making sure that we practice good hygiene and not use it to try to, to bring some spirituality into it. But as we are reminded to practice good hygiene, as we are reminded to continuously uh, make sure that we wash our hands and that, and that we don't touch our face and that, you know, remember that, that when we touch surfaces, we bring things to others, you know, it kind of reminds me that, that the same things happen spiritually, that, that we can pick up stuff from places um, that we're in, that, that others can pass um, stuff even over to us. So why not take this time as we have to wash our hands and, and either sing happy birthday or, or count through 20, why not also during that time be mindful be sensitive to the fact that, that we also need to be cleansed spiritually. That, that we need to be able to, to be sensitive to the things that we're struggling with. And go to God and, and during this time say, God, I need you to clean me of my thoughts. I know we have been cleansed from our sins through the blood of Christ and our salvation. But the reality is we still struggle with some things today. And this is an amazing opportunity for us to take this time as we are reminded of proper hygiene to also think that proper hygiene is important when it comes to our spiritual lives. So let's take this time to, to be clean, both physically uh, with our hands and spiritually as well. Psalms 51.10 says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit, within me. And that should be our prayer um, during this time. Life application point number three. And I'm going a little fast because um, this is a lot of uh, information to cover. Life application point number three is be wise and not foolish. Proverbs 4, 5, and 6 says, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. And the reality is, you know, this week we've been reminded as we saw what was happening in Florida and in South by Dryland with the spring breakers all, you know, and, and the beach, and it was thousands of them together, and, and no one there was practicing any kind of social distancing. You know, as we still see some, some people or hear some people saying, oh, I'm not concerned, or, or I'm not scared, or you know what, I'm going to have a good time anyway. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die happy. And you know, and, and, and all those things um, really just demonstrate the foolishness um, in our thoughts. Because the reality is we must be wise. The reality is this thing is real. And the reality is that, that if we do these things, then, then we are going to be able to halt this thing and prevent it from getting any worse. 
But this is why it's also important. Because we as a church, we as Christians, we must remain healthy. Because this will pass. And the reality is, when this pass, when this passes, our country, our churches, our cities, and our communities are going to need healing. And the reality is that, that you and I are the ones that are going to be called to do that. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we remain healthy, if we remain steadfast in our faith, and we remain obedient to the recommendations that are out there. So it is important that we increase our social distancing. But, you know, as I was thinking about this, I realized that we have already been doing that for a long time. I don't know when the last time that we actually had conversations more than sending text messages or even emails. And so, so now we have been given some opportunities for some downtime. And so, so why not take this opportunity to, to spend time talking to our loved ones, to spend time talking with each other. But here's another important one, to spend time talking with God. You know, those of us that are, um, have the opportunity to work from home and you don't have that commute in the morning anymore, then why not take that time to spend that time in devotion, to spend that time in prayer, to spend that time listening to what God has for us. So, so I challenge you, for those that are working from home, to get up at the same time, wake up at the same time, and get ready at the same time. But instead of having to get in your car and go to work, go to that quiet place in your house. Go to your prayer closet and spend that time in prayer. Use that time um, to be able to reflect on what's going on and be able to reflect on what's going on in your life and be able to have conversations with our loved ones. Let's use this time to um, have dinner together, um, you know, as, as a family, because we don't no longer have to be waiting for people to get home from work or from school. So let's take this opportunity to spend it together and with as a family. You know, I read a meme the other day that I thought it was funny, and this gentleman says, you know, with this um, having to be quarantined, um, I'm having to spend a lot of time with my wife and having to um, have a lot of conversations with my wife. And, you know, what I realized is she's actually a pretty nice lady. The reality is I think we have much to get to know, even our own families and our own spouses. So let's use this time wisely. Do not be foolish be wise. And if you hear other people saying those things, then, then gently and lovingly remind them, you know what, if you're not scared, you know, that's up to you, but you're risking other people. You're, you're risking and getting other people sick um, because you're not being careful. So, so this is an opportunity for all of us to be wise and not foolish. Application point number four is we must be loving and not hateful. I've heard several people say, you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm just turning off the news because it is just so negative. And the reality is, it is true. It depends on what um, station you you um, watch. But, you know, right now there's a lot of blaming going on. And there's a lot of, you know, this person didn't do this and, and, and this person didn't react on time. And, and, you know, all of that is true. And there's much conversations that need to happen about that. But I also think right now, it is an opportunity for us to be able to take our place as Christians. And the only way we're going to be able to conquer 
hate is by loving each other. So information is going to have to be processed. Conversations are going to have to happen. But let the people that need those to have those conversations have them. And you and I, as a church community, as a body of Christ, you and I need to be able to remind people that this is not the time to be blaming. This is not the time to be angry. This is the time to, to be encouraged. This is the time to be able to come together and unite and not just focus anymore on our differences and or who's at fault, but instead focus on, on the power that we have as Christians to be able to get beyond this. See, love will allow us to see beyond people's mistakes. Life, um, sorry, love will allow us to look even beyond this pandemic and be excited about the fact that one day this is going to pass and we're still going to have to be neighbors. We're still going to have to be co-workers. We're still going to have to be brothers and sisters in Christ. So take this opportunity for us to love the way Christ loves us, the way Christ loved his church. See, we are told not to conform to the world. And that is what is happening right now in the world. And you and I, we need to hold on to our faith and we need to be reminded that the kind of love that we can give, the kind of love that we can, can demonstrate comes from the best model that there could be and that is Jesus Christ. That's something that you and I have that many people don't. So let's take our place and let's be loving and not be hateful. Life application point number five is be faithful, not fear. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Romans 8.15 says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. See, the reality is, I think fear, fear can be okay as long as it moves us to do the right things. You know, fear is okay if we're going to respect it enough to be able to make sure that we take the proper precautions, that we do the social distancing, that if you work in healthcare, that you use your uh, protective equipment, and that if you don't, that you are mindful of others. It is okay because we don't want to get sick and we don't want to get um, this infection. But we shouldn't be doing it in a way that is, that is so fearful that it almost paralyzes us. We should do it as precautions. But we cannot be driven by fear. Instead, we have to be full of our faith. Because the reality is people are scared right now. And, and people are panicking right now. And we're just starting to see um, some things come up to surface right now. And, and this is a scary time. But you and I, we cannot be part of that. We have to be full of our faith that is able to see beyond that, that we're able to, to see even this pandemic and say, my God, my God is greater than this thing. And my faith allows me to be able to see beyond that. I hear the reports and I see what's happening. But I also know that my God says I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. My God says that his grace is sufficient. And that's why, church, it is important that you and I be so full of our faith that it overflows. And that others are going to be able to look at us and say, can you talk to me about how you can remain so optimistic? and how you can remain positive when everything around us 
is so negative. And it is our faith that allows us to take these opportunities and turn them into some great blessings. You know, the blessing to be able to, to be at home and spend time with our families. The, the blessing to be able to understand that, that, that people right now are being very graceful and understanding about a lot of these things. So let's take this time to be able to, to demonstrate that our faith is able to carry us through these moments. See, that's why coming every Sunday the way we've been doing it for a long time, that's why this is important. For times such as this, for us to be able to be reminded of the power and the protection and the strength that we have as Christians. Be faithful and not fearful. And the last life application point, number six, is be hopeful and not dreadful. Psalms 103.2 says, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. And the reality is that, that when you are dreadful, all that, that that produces is anxiety. When we are dreadful, all that produces is fear. When we are dreadful, all that produces is hopelessness. And those things are the opposite of what we are as Christians. And so we must remain hopeful. Scripture says, for I know the plans that I have for you. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. That means that our future is full of hope. And that is why we are able to be hopeful. And so, so what that means is that we focus on the fact that every morning that we wake up, we praise God. We praise God even in the moments that, that everything looks dark. We praise God even, even when, when things seem a little unclear. Because our focus right now needs to be on Christ. Our focus needs to be on the most powerful God that created the universe. And is able to, to make the changes and able to bring us from this thing into a bigger and better place. And our God is not limited the way you and I are. So right now, throughout our country, there are plenty of empty sanctuaries. But see, God is not limited to just the sanctuaries. He's not limited to do the powerful things that he does only when we're at church. The reality is that, that he is still the God that heals today and is not limited. It's not limited to a physical location. So where you are right now, the promise for you today is that there is healing that's got your name on it. That whatever it is that we're struggling with, whatever addiction it is, whatever brokenness there is in our lives, today is the day that we can praise God because he's not restricted the way they are, we are as humans. So the promise for you today is that if you have brokenness in your family, today is the day that you can, you can be intentional in understanding that God can restore it. If there is brokenness in your marriage, today is the day that we have been rid of a lot of things that are distracting. See, the reality is we, we've gotten a reality check. This world has gotten a reality check. These churches today have gotten a reality check. You know, <laughs> those people that 
that, that I don't need my faith, I don't need God because, you know, I'm doing so well, you know, my, my investments are doing well, the stock market is doing well. Well, guess what? That's a scary moment for them right now. To those people that thought, you know what, I don't need my faith, I don't need to go to church, I have, I have a good career, I have a steady job. Well, you know what? Many people are being impacted with that today. To those that think, you know, I don't need to worry about it because I have enough money, enough savings to be able to go out and buy whatever it is today, that is not possible for many people. And you know what? It doesn't matter this thing. doesn't care whether you are rich or whether you are poor, whether you are Hispanic or whether you are white or whether you are black. It doesn't matter. We are seen from the most powerful people to some of our most um, least of these being impacted by, these, by this thing the same way. So this is an opportunity for us to call out to God. This is an opportunity for us to come together, unite together as we're doing today. This same message, these same six application points are being preached in different places throughout the country. And, it, and today we all come together and we call out to God and we ask that he heal our sins and our diseases. I will close with this. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. This is a true reality check for our country. It's a true reality check for us. We have seen how the world can just change from one week to the other. And we are not done with seeing the changes out there. But what we are certain about is that if when we call out, when we humble ourselves, when we realize, okay, I have been depending on all the wrong things for a long time. And today I need to appreciate those things. I need to value those things. But I need to depend on God. I need to depend on my faith. My family and I need to depend on our faith. And then today is the day when the, 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 the promise that for me and my house, we will serve the Lord becomes much more real. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. That is a beautiful promise. And that is a promise that you and I, we need to believe today as we come together and as for healing for our land. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for this message. I thank you, Father God, because your word says that you will use all things for the good of those that love you. And we come together today because we love you very much. And we ask, Holy One, that you just bring peace, God, that surpasses all understanding to our spirit. That at this time, God, you bring clarity of mind, God, that, that we fully understand, God, what our place is in, in, in this time of chaos. That we remain strong in our faith, God, and not give in to fear. And that in those times of anxiety, in those times of fear, God, that they encourage us and produce um, us to be able to be activated. God, we thank you because it is now an opportunity for us to go beyond the four walls of this building and be able to reach people, God, that right now need to hear the good news, but that for some reason have struggled to be able to walk into a church. And now we take the message and we take it to them. 
And we thank you for that opportunity. We thank you for the amazing gift of our faith that allows us to do this. We thank you and we honor you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, church, as I mentioned, um, today we only uh, were able to see the sermon, but next uh, week and then several weeks after that, depending on how um, the direction we, we receive, um, but next Sunday we will be able to enjoy both services, our Spanish service and our English service, and we will do the full service experience. We will have our praise and worship team, we will have communion, and we will have our sermon, and then together, um, all together, Wherever we are uh, listening to the, the message, we will also have altar call. We thank you, um, and, and we just ask you to remain encouraged. I'll also ask you to um, go to our website, nb-ccc.org, for further direction, and it will also be an opportunity for you to see the opportunities that you have to still be able to give your tithing and your offerings, because we still need to be able to make sure that we maintain and we pay our bills as we go through this difficult time. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.